Any listener that listens on a regular basis knows what that is. That is the opportunity for you to call in and dictate the way that this show is going to go. My name is Father Rich Kuntz. I'm here with Cindy Jennings, and we are coming to you from the beautiful Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota, St. James uh, Parish, Gathering Space, my parish. And uh, it's now uh, Straight Talk. So this is the uh, the time you get to, to uh, put in your questions out. As anybody that listens to me on a regular basis knows, I always challenge our listeners to call in early because we usually get like the first, like, I don't know, 15 to 20 minutes where we're trying to like kill time because nobody's calling or so many questions. And then they all come in all at the same time at the end. So let's avoid that. You can call 877-795-0122 or you can go via Facebook. If you don't want to actually be on the air, you don't have to be on the air. You can just submit your question, uh, and then they will write it down to us, uh, onto us for on our computer, so we know what it is. But if you want to actually ask questions on the radio, you can do that. So that is either via Facebook or calling in at eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. This is your opportunity to bounce uh, questions off of a priest. It can be in any type of level, anything that you might have been thinking about in recent days. We've had a lot going on in our country, and so there's probably a lot of people that have a lot of questions. But this is your chance, 877-795-0122. Cindy, that was a pretty good guest that we had. Oh, my goodness. It was amazing. It went by too quick, though. It does. I mean, these these guests, I know, these uh, interviews go by super fast, especially when it's a a guest that's really easy to talk to. And you could think of tons of things that you'd want to say to Coach Randolph or ask him. You know, it's like, but you only got this, uh, you know, this 25, 30-minute window of time. But he's really an inspiring guy. He's really a... Having been his pastor for a number of years, I'm uh, he was an easy one to pick to to be interviewed, considering what he does for you know coaching and stuff. Yes, he's he's good all the way around. He's a good human being. Yeah. So eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. So what what else did you do for Fourth of July? Well, it was a Anything? weekend, so I worked. So it was yeah. the unfortunate circumstance of the 4th of July falling on a Saturday. So it was like very much a typical Saturday for me. And, uh, you know, Saturdays, each priest does it a little bit differently. But um, as far as like homily prep and stuff like that, Saturdays are always like my busy days because that's where I really put on my my prep time for the weekend. And uh, and so, unfortunately, it was not a really banner 4th of July as far as the holiday is concerned. But as far as God is concerned, it's a great day. And so, uh, yeah, it was pretty typical for me. Typical yeah, your weekend. homily was good. It was? Yeah. You weren't about, even here. Well, I know, but I get to see it. Oh, like, I get to watch it later. Streamlined. What was the homily about? It was about prayer. It was? What did I say? Well, you just talked about how you should just talk to God like he's oh, yeah, right there right. with you as yeah. a relationship. So, you know, if anybody has any questions wow. about that. Very good. I thought it was a very good homily. And, uh, wow. I'm impressed that you remember because I, I honestly didn't even remember. You know, when you're I know, a pri- really? When you're a priest, you you say you give so many homilies. It's like, okay, when did I say, what did I say that day? And, and so, uh, yeah, it's like I was saying, okay, here's the deal. It's like, you know, so many of us, there's nothing wrong with memorized prayers. Obviously, they're great. Jesus gave us one that we all know, the Our Father. But we tend to babble on. I mean, not all of us. Maybe there's some really holy people that don't babble on. But with memorized prayers, I think that very often what we're doing, we're saying the words without giving a whole lot of thought to it. And, you know, as an old holy card said that I had a long time ago, it said there's a vast difference between saying prayers and praying. And so the whole point of, uh, you know, prayer is nothing more than a conversation, but it's a conversation with the divine. And so in our prayer life, we should uh, be talking to God and not just saying memorized words. You know, and so yeah, that's I think that was the the gist of my homily. Yeah, it was very it. good because because the gospel had Jesus actually praying. It was one of those 
opportunities that the Gospels afford us to, to see how Jesus prayed. And so that's how I got that idea. Yeah, it really, you know, it takes a while. You know, you are into memorizing your prayers and doing those every day, but to be able just to start having conversations and it's like throughout the day, no matter what you're doing, it just, it, it just ups it. Yeah. Just your relationship with Christ is so much better. Right. But it, it does take a while. I mean, I remember a long time ago, I kept asking questions like, how do you just pray? If you're not praying this, how do you, how do you just talk to God? And so right. well, I mean, it takes a little bit. I mean, even if you just start by saying, okay, God, how do I pray? You've already started. Because that's, that's true. That's a communication with God. People don't think it's of things that easy, though. We make it more complicated. We do. We do. <laughs> like it has to be grand and yeah. perfect. All right. So 877-795-0122. This is taking off just like textbook. Like I always say, the questions don't come in at the beginning, but they end up coming in later. So I challenge any of those listeners out there, regular listeners or first-time listeners, to call in at 877 877- Seven nine five zero one two two, or you can submit a question via Facebook. And right now, I think that the lines are totally open, and so uh, that challenge goes out to the uh, to the listeners not to wait till the last five minutes because then then we cut people off because we don't have enough time. So eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. All right, Cindy. So um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> what's uh, how's how's life changed for your family? Uh, during summertime and COVID. Well, we've just become lazy. I know, we're kind of, we're a little COVID fatigue, but... I know. But summer's got to be different in regards to the school year, even though it seems like you've had a summer vacation, I suspect, for a long time. Yeah, I do like the COVID, but like school time better just because we have a whole, you know, itinerary of what we're doing throughout the day, whereas, you know, summer comes along and you're just doing nothing, mm-hmm. really. I... I'm trying to incorporate some things, so we'll see. But more prayer room time and um, maybe just trying to get a jump for next year. I remember uh, quite a while ago when we initially had you on as a guest, uh, when it was Father Ryan was still the coach, or you talked about your prayer room. Maybe mm-hmm. you can say a little bit about that because I find it quite interesting. But uh, before she goes off on that and talks about her prayer room in her family's house, uh, again, the number is 877 877- Seven nine five zero one two two. You're going to listen to us nanner on for a half hour unless you come up with a question. So make this a little bit less painful for you, calling 877-795-0122 or via Facebook to submit your questions. Or you can just hear Cindy and I have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Cindy, tell this me about your... Room. Yeah, tell me about this prayer room. So when George passed, I put... Okay, let me just... Okay, let's back up a little bit for okay. listeners that are not familiar with your story. Who's George? And George... My husband uh, was diagnosed with glioblastoma stage four, seven years after we got married. And then he suffered with it for about two, almost three years. And then we lost him. Uh, The kids were very young. I can't even, I think I had a two-year-old, three-year-old, seven and maybe eight or six. I don't remember. But so basically what I did is I just cleared out the closet and put... Uh, put his suit up and every day after school, the kids and I would just go in there one at a time. And this would give them their chance to be uh, open with me on anything that was bothering them. Maybe the loss of their dad or something, you know, and then focus on maybe somebody at school that had problems that we could pray about. Um, so it was just trying to kind of hash everything out in the prayer room. And then it might only have been five minutes or longer, or shorter, depending on the kid, but we would do a prayer at the end. And that seemed to do, it was huge 
for their for them trying to get over their dad's death. And then we kind of got away from it. And so now we're kind of, everybody's going through a different phase again. And now I feel like we need to be back in there because there's just, it's with the COVID and, mm-hmm. you know, there's just things going on and I feel I, like it would help. I, I love the idea of having a space in your house, what you're calling it the prayer room, a space in your house that is specifically set aside for that relationship with God, with that communication with God. So I think that's a great thing and I hope you keep it going because it's so important, you know, and, and, and on that line, actually, we've actually, um, uh, we actually have a call in, uh, Jack, who is, uh, in North Dakota. Is Jack on the line? I am on the line. Hey, Jack. Okay, great. You're in, uh, North Dakota and it looks like, uh, sounds like you're driving. Do you have a, do you have a question for us, Jack? Yeah, I, I'm just uh, pulling into Beale, North Dakota. I'm on my way to see my attorney. I'm uh, oh. driving up from Bismarck. I was just, just on the phone with my brother in Monticello, Minnesota, and, and we were praying together. And, uh, you know, I was listening to Tom. I was listening to you guys, uh, Bill President's radio. I said, I better, I better call and bail him out. Because they don't have any callers right now. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> Jack, thank you. That is Jack, great. you're the best. Well, I, I'm trying to be, anyway. At my old age, 54 years old, uh, it's, it, it, it hasn't been the easiest road. But, uh, I listen to you guys' radio all the time, and uh, it, it, it certainly is to help me uh, bring my life more together towards God. That's and, great, uh, Jack. And, yeah, and so uh, you're, you were praying with your brother, you oh, said? Boy. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's a year older than I. We're 14 months apart. We were born and raised in Bismarck, and he's been in Monticello now for 30 years. Um, He's, uh, you know, he just went through a, uh, last few years, uh, he went through a real terrible divorce, and, uh, you know, him and his wife are now becoming uh, really good friends, and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I'm, so, I'm so happy for him. I was actually in tears for him on the, on the phone a little bit, you know, because that's, you know, that's all they ever really try to be was friends, but the marriage just, you know, it's, you know, it's how things yeah. go in life. That's, but, yeah, uh, that's, an, that's, you know, ins- I, was, I, was call, I was calling today, uh, because I was really hoping to get some, some extra prayer out there, i I'm on my way to see my attorney this morning uh, for a real uh, devastating situation. Um, and I'm, I'm pointing to town now, and it's going to be at, at his door here in about 15 minutes. I've never, I've only met him over the phone, uh, but I, I hired him to help me. Uh, there's a review coming up for my daughter's guardianship, which uh, was, uh, which, which left me uh, out of out of her life for the last several years, except for Special Olympics. I got to see her there, but no other other place because my my ex-wife, you know, we. We seem to run it with ex-wives in my family, but um, she uh, went and got guardianship behind my back and didn't even include me. And so, this the five-year review, and so you know, Jack, she brought me into this So, yeah, so Jack, do you, do you have a specific question, Jack? Well, I was just hoping that we, we, we get some prayer. Okay, know, sure. Uh, for Morgan, uh, yeah, for Morgan, who's a special needs kid. And All right. I appreciate that, Jack. So, you know, I mean, you know, obviously Real Presence Radio is a, is a community of people that pray and take their faith seriously. And so certainly, Jack, I'll keep your uh, situation, your daughter in prayer. And I'd ask, um, and her name is Morgan, right? Yes, it is. Okay, thank you. And, and I'd ask listeners also to do that to help them get through a difficult time. So thank you, Jack. I appreciate your calling in. Yes, thank you for, for taking my call. You guys have a great day. All right. You too. God bless. All right, so on Facebook, we have um, uh, an anonymous on, anonymous from Facebook. As a priest, how have you come to know Jesus on a personal level instead of just going through the motions? Thank you. Okay, so, um, you know, I mean, I guess for me personally, the, the personal level is that, uh, you know, 
you have to have a personal relationship with Jesus, but we're also, as a church, we're an ecclesial body, and we are a, um, a, um, a, a community. And so we have to have our own personal prayer life, which I certainly have, and I have a personal relationship with Christ. But in the Catholic realm, we don't, we don't you know, I'm a big country music fan. We have a lot of country music, gospel music, which is not, not stuff I normally like. But a lot of the songs are like me and Jesus, you know, type of thing. In the Catholic Church, we don't really have, we do have me and Jesus, but it's more we and Jesus. It's more of a, a liturgical uh, gathering because we are members of the body, which is the church. And so we are the church together. So I would say that my relationship with Christ is primarily centered on Eucharist, not only in the liturgy, but Eucharist and the reserved blessed sacrament. And so my relationship with Christ primarily flows out of my my devotion, or a devotion, maybe not the right word, but my love for the Eucharist, and then how that flows out of the actual um, liturgy itself. So we um, also have another one. I'm trying to read these things. So that's the one on Facebook, and then we've got another listener's question. This one is not on the phone. This is another anonymous one. It says, wondering how the spiritual life affects the physical life, illness as a result of disobedience to God, etc., is there a link between them? You know, we have to be um, we have to be careful that uh, you know, and we see we see actually um, you know some elements of this that are um, uh, maybe we could take evidence out of it out of the scriptures. But in essence, God can okay. It's a complex question. Can there be can there be physical uh, repercussions from a spiritual life and? I would say, yes, in some ways, there have been a lot of studies that have been done that have shown that people of faith heal better than people that don't have faith in hospital settings and stuff. But I'd, I'd also be cautious and say that, <clears throat> where, and, and I don't know if this is where the person is going, but will you get sick because you've been sinful? Now, there might be a natural cause, like if you drink too much at night, you know, in the next morning, you might not feel so well. So there's a, there's an actual, an, a very actual natural um, uh, um, uh, cause and effect. But does, does God punish us because of our sins on this earth? And I'd say no. My tongue-in-cheek line is always that God has plenty of time afterwards to punish us. And so uh, is, are we, and sometimes we see the, you know, in the scriptures where I was going to go with it earlier, it's like there tends to be, it seems like that there's evidence that, you know, people are punished, especially throughout the Old Testament, because they were being unfaithful to God. And Jesus actually kind of corrects that and says, you know what, just because, and he talks about this tower in Siloam that falls and kills so many people, don't think that all those people were the sinner, the biggest sinners, because that happened to them. You know, and so it, there's not a cause and effect that God doesn't punish us here on earth, uh, you know, for our bad behavior. So that comes afterwards. And so I don't even know if I'm answering that one accurately or, or not accurately, but, but completely to what they wanted to ask. But anyhow, um, it looks like I've got another question. I don't know if this is on the phone, the one about my collecting papal memorabilia. I don't know. Well, let me just go oh, 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 with oh, this, no. though, real quick. It, call in still, um, no. 877-795-0122. We're still taking questions. And yes, there's a question for you, Father, about how you got started collecting your... Is, 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 is somebody on the line for that? Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, somebody else put in a question. How did I get started collecting papal memorabilia? Uh, what was your first piece and what piece did you love the most? Okay. So, okay, again, this is going to be boring to people, but at least I think. So, let me, before I answer the question again, uh, you can go through Facebook 
or 877-795-0122, Call with your questions. We're getting questions via Facebook, which is great. So my little voice in my head named Eli just called this the nerd alert, and I kind of tend to agree. Oh, papal nerd alert. Okay, and so <laughs> so so for those listeners that don't know, I've got this weird obsession of collecting papal memorabilia, and so it's a quite a large collection. You can see it on papalartifacts.com, or you can see segments of it on the St. James Parish website. Uh, as well. So I collect papal memorabilia. I, my very first piece was a couple of pieces. It was a uh, an autograph of Pope John XXIII as a, uh, as I think as a cardinal, and then an autograph of Pope Paul VI as a, as a bishop. So those are my first two things. And what was my favorite piece? The piece I love most, I've got the mass vestment, the chasuble that Pope John Paul II wore on World Youth Day Denver 1993, the one that he actually wore for the closing mass there. And then also I've got one of the um, uh, volumes of the breviary of St. John Vianney that he himself uh, used and prayed with. And so those are my favorite pieces and my first pieces. And so uh, that's how I got, got into it. 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122, or via Facebook. We've been getting some questions. I've been being proven a little wrong. We've gotten a, one call and a, uh, and a couple of questions via Facebook. And so... Keep that going because uh, we still have plenty of time for um, uh, straight talk. Now you share your collection on online too. Do you do that once a I week, do. or is that I do something that we call a few minutes with the Pope, and what depends on what Pope or even a saint. And so, uh, yeah, I've only been doing that since COVID. In fact, late in COVID, I've only done I don't know how many times I've done it. So, I've got a parishioner here that helps me do that, and uh, and so just spur of the moment. So I will do several filming, and then. She puts them online whenever she wants to. And oh, so there's no set time. Nice. But if you go to um, St. James Parish website in uh, uh, for Duluth, you'll see we uh, me talking. I'll, I'll have the thing, and then I'll talk about it, give the backstory, and so on and so forth. And then, then they all get put on my website, which is papleartifacts.com. And so, uh, uh, yeah. You had gloves on, I think, this last one. I had gloves for the last one. Like, because wow. Because you can't touch. Ooh, you're not supposed to touch the paper. So. Makes it more exciting, though. <laughs> Well, I'm glad it, it makes me it makes me feel uh, um, uh, more official, maybe a, a little less masculine when I'm wearing those gloves. But anyhow, so uh, call eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We still have um, we still have a good ten minutes of your opportunity to come in with calls. It looks like we have um, somebody that's going to be getting on. Uh, uh, there is a question being prepared for us, but we have to wait for it to turn green on our screen. Just for you that are listening in, the number is eight seven seven. Seven nine five zero one two two. Although we've had some good questions via Facebook, we've had only one question via phone so far. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. So that's our uh, that's our opportunity. We have um, some questions that are coming in shortly. We'll be able to talk more about that. But yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of my website because I have nothing to do with it. It's just my collection. So somebody else does all the work. Mary Siddick, who's a uh, my uh, the one that makes me look good on my Love website, papalartifacts.com. All right, so we do have somebody on the phone. Mike from Duluth, you there? Yes. Yes, hey, I am Mike. right here. What's your We're question? <laughs> yes, I visited Rome in January and visited three of the four big basilicas. But they have over 900 churches in Rome, like you probably know. And we visited some of the smaller churches, and we noticed skeletons in the church, in the artwork. Yeah. Mike, um, I, was, I, was in, I, was in, I was in Rome in January, too. 
Maybe yeah, I saw you. Yeah, you were there probably the week before I was there. I was there okay. when the um, when Hebda from oh, the sure, sure. Odd Limino. Yep. Oh, but so I wasn't there with them. I was totally separate. That was okay. just totally coincidence. But we were there and we saw St. Mary Major, yep. St. Peter's, St. John Lateran. Then we went to some of the smaller little community mm-hmm. churches, and it was just amazing to see all these skeleton artwork in the right. churches. And I never seen that, didn't experience that ever. And I was just wondering, is that more their culture? Is that just because of the age of the churches, and that was more of a thing then? Because I've never yeah. seen that in America. It's a, it's a good, it's a good question. I've talked much about it. In fact, I, I lead tours regularly to Rome, and I and I do make the the point of pointing them. Although, as you say, it's quite clear. It's it's some people would say it's a little bit morbid, and some of the churches really focus on skeletal decorations. Most of, most often, the skeletons that you see in these churches in Rome are actually parts of what we would call funerary monuments. So they're actually part of the monument of a tomb, somebody's tomb. And the reason why skeletons were so common back in the day actually to be decorative pieces in churches, is because of the mortality rate. You know, the average age, depending on when the church was built or when the funerary monument was built, the average age life expectancy was probably in the 50s. You know, the the mortality rate of, of birth, the birth mortality rate was sky high. Death was totally all around people. And so this was the church's way of saying, okay, you know, this life is great and God gave it to us as a gift, but this life is not what it's all about. And so to give us constant visual reminders that we are not made for this life, but we are made for the next, and that uh, we need to focus on that, is why those skeletons were put there. So the skeletons were in place in church just to remind the the people, the mass goers, and the tourists, if you will, to remind them that we are here very temporarily. And so uh, if you see skeletons in church, you know that that's where you're going to be. There's eventually. There's even a church in uh, uh, in Rome that's, commonly referred to as the Bone Church. And oh, I don't know if you yeah. went to that. The Capuchin monks? Yep, yep. And so they have... Yep, they have, we visited that. Yeah, so 4,000 dead bodies all around in the in the crypt that you can actually see yeah. their bodies. And there's a little sign in the last little room that says, well, now it's the first little room because they switched it around, but it says, what, what uh, you are now, we once were, and what we are now, you soon too will be, which is crazy. Yeah. But that was the whole concept. The whole idea of it's like, Okay, we have to focus. We have to focus on uh, the next life, and so that's uh, the answer. I, I love the question, Mike. So thanks. Looks is, like we uh, have. Oh, oh, go ahead. All right, thanks, Mike. Oh. Is, is that what the memento mori is about? Too? Yep, exactly, exactly. But that's more oh. on the personal level, where people would have okay. like a little skull on the rosary or something like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, thanks, Mike. Thanks. All right. Looks like we have another question here. It's anonymous. Um, this person's mom lives in another state. A couple weeks ago, the priest started the mass speaking in tongues and then asked the congregation if they had never heard of speaking in tongues. Is this a common practice? Uh, okay, so this is a um, this is a speaking in tongues is a little tricky thing in some ways. Uh, so in the in the current what we would call um, uh, maybe um, uh, charismatic movement in the church is that. There are people that, that claim to speak in tongues where, you know, they have the spirit and the church actually says, okay, you know, this is fine, but you have to be careful with it. Where, you know, if you've ever, some of you, I'm sure have heard it or maybe even experienced it where somebody who's deep in prayer might start 
saying things that don't make sense, you know, and they're in prayer. And that's most often what some people call speaking in tongues. Biblically, there's other aspects of speaking in tongues, so we have to be careful about that. I would be very cautious in regards to speaking in tongues because it's so easy to be open to abuse. And one of the one of the clear abuses of speaking in tongues, which I'm hugely cautious of, is exactly what this question is asking about, about a priest speaking in tongues in the context of the Mass. Okay, that that shouldn't happen. You know, the Mass is the divine liturgy, okay? And so uh, I was once, and I had an experience myself personally with this, where as a young priest, I was a very young priest, and I was concelebrating with another priest who was much older than me, much more experienced than me, and right in the middle of the con- uh, the consecration of the Eucharistic prayer, he started speaking in tongues, and that rubbed, that rubbed me totally the wrong way, okay? And so the Holy Spirit is not going to interrupt with the heavenly liturgy in that regards, because that becomes an interruption, that becomes a distraction, and it can make some people feel very very uncomfortable. All right. And so, as I was saying in an earlier question, it's not about, it's not about me and Jesus, it's about we and Jesus. And so we should never detract or distract from what's going on in the liturgy, let alone, and certainly not the priest. And so is there room for speaking in tongues? Yes. In the context of churches, overall universal spirituality, there is room for that. I caution because there is often a lot of room for abuse with that. Is there room for it in the context of the mass? I would be very very hesitant to say that that would, I would say in the mass, no. And so, yeah, I mean, that's a very, it's a very good question. It's a, it's a, it's a sticky question because there are people of, um, you know, of very strong opinions of this and people are very, you know, um, uh, well-intentioned on, on various sides. And like I said, the church gives some, uh, some room for this speaking in tongues. But when you go back to Paul's letters, you know, speaking in tongues is a very different type of reality. And so, and so, uh, it's not necessarily the way we, people might experience it today is not necessarily the way it was done biblically. So yeah, um, so that's a very good question. So we've had a lot of good questions. We've got just a couple yeah. minutes before breaking, so we're not taking any uh, more calls at this point. But I do want to thank the people that have called in. I want to thank the people that have uh, submitted the questions via Facebook. You know, I I really do want to go back to Mike and appreciate his question about Rome. I I got a soft spot for Rome in my heart. Anybody that's been listening and knows me at all knows that. I love Rome and it's, it's, uh, my very favorite place on the earth to be. And so I like, I like to lead tours. And so any type of question that comes from people's experience when it, with Rome is, uh, is, um, uh, uh, really, uh, things that I get excited about. So, uh, Mike, thanks for that question. And certainly the skeletons in the church are a very unique thing that people see in, uh, in Rome and, and they often don't know why that is. And so I'm glad that you asked that question. So, yeah. So, um, uh, that was a good. That's a good segment. That was a good straight talk, mm-hmm. and um, uh, you know we're uh, going to be having a couple of other guests coming on, and the uh, I'm very excited about both of our guests, and uh, for very different reasons. But uh, when we come back in the next segment, the guest is going to be our bishop elect Michael Malloy, mm-hmm. and so I'm very happy about that. It's going to be a good opportunity for me to have interaction with him via, at least via voice on the radio. That is going to be fabulous. Yeah, I, can't, uh, I can't wait. Uh, there's a so lot excited. of questions. There's a lot of questions I want to ask him that are not on the air. So I wish I could <laughs> like stay on the phone with him. But uh, anyhow, uh, we'll be uh, talking with Bishop-elect Michael Malloy of the Diocese of Duluth right after this break. 